Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am Vicky Barcelona. And with me, across from me, Joey Dees. Hello. Uh, what do we got going on today, Joe? Well, Vicky, BJ is on assignment because we've lost him in the Spider-Verse. Yes, that's right. We'll talk a little bit of first what? impressions <laughs> on the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Uh, we'll talk Diablo 4 and Lord of the Rings, and then we might have a list of Marvel characters that actually stay dead when they die. Huh. I know, right? That never happens. They always come back. We've got like a thousand multiverses. How can they not come back? Yeah, no one's ever truly dead in any kind of it, like sci-fi, comic book world. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but if you'd like to reach out, get a hold of us, you can do so uh, by our website, bjgeeknation.com. Com. Sorry. Dot com. Thank you. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Odyssey app. app, 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 app. app, app. Just search BJJ's Geek Nation. You'll find us. It's easy. It is really that easy. Those simple words will find you, me, Vicky. Wait, you, me, you. You, you Vicky. You, Vicky, me, <laughs> BJ, and many, oh, many more. Oh, my gosh. Yes, We're well, feeling silly today. That's because I've been stuck in hell, Vicky. And I'm not talking what? about the real hell. I'm talking about Diablo 4. Oh, okay. Yes, I have been battling the new Diablo game. I thought you were looking a little pastier than normal, but you're not getting any tanner. That's You've been inside. Correct. I have been 100% inside because the gates of hell have opened and Diablo 4 has sucked me in and I cannot get out. At least that's what the website says. I'm reading it actually verbatim. Uh, it says, Abandon all hope as the endless battle between high heavens and the burning hells rages on as chaos threatens to consume the sanctuary. And if people don't know, Diablo is a game made by Blizzard. It is a huge IP. And I have played the first one, the second one, the third one. And it has been about, I think, about 10 years, maybe 11 years now since we got Diablo 3. Mixed reviews on that from a lot of people. I enjoyed the game because... At its finest, it is a looter. That's right. All you do is loot. Loot, 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 loot. You kill demons and you loot and you get more loot and then you get better items and you loot some more. Which, if that's not what you want, that's what you probably shouldn't play this game. Because Diablo 4, while it is very pretty and it is a new story diverging from the Diablo story, uh, from the Diablo original story, it is its own unique thing, it is still the same game. So if you're one of those people that go, I can't wait for this to revolutionize the franchise, it's not going to. But it is going to be a ton of fun because, my God, I have not gotten off my computer in the last four days. <laughs> it, it's bad. Like, when you when, know you're skipping meals because you just want to play more, that's when you're addicted. Uh, when was the last time you found yourself this addicted to a game? Oh, man. Uh, for a weekend, it's been a long time. I think when maybe when, like, when the Call of Duty first released their Warzone, which is their Battle Royale, I think I did around the same thing because my buddies were all playing. Generally, when I don't leave my, my uh, couch or if I don't leave my uh, computer, computer chair in this sense, it's because... The hype. Like, all of my mm. friends are doing it. So, for instance, when, you know, it would be the Tiger King type thing when everyone was watching it. So, you had to plow through it and watch it all. Similar to this game, that's what's going on. My Blizzard launcher with the, my friends list, I've never seen this many people on the same game. Because usually you've oh. got, like, WoW and Overwatch and a bunch of other different Blizzard games that people will play. Everyone on my game is all Diablo 4. So uh, you can tell that they're probably pretty happy with the success of this game so far. <laughs> uh, I did get in on the beta, or the beta originally, so I knew a little bit about what was going on and was excited, knew it was going to be good. So I bought into the pay us $20 so you can get the four-day early access because I'm that person. I was like, let's do it. You know, all my friends are doing it. I'm not going to be the guy who's four days behind. So uh, that's what I was doing, and uh, I am rolled a rogue because there are a bunch of different classes, sorcerer, 
Barbarian, oh. stuff like that, Druid, that you can play. Uh, and I rolled the Rogue, who is like the Archer and or uh, Dagger Assassin. So I have been defeating uh, zombies. I have not beat the game yet. I am still going through the storyline. I like to enjoy the full experience of the game because there's a lot of that open world side quest stuff where you can go help the townsfolk. They're all pretty much terrible people in this one. Like there are a couple of good ones, but a lot of them are getting corrupted because that's what happens in these games. Like essentially some sort of like Diablo or Lilith in this example uh, come back from hell or try to take over hell and kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bright game. But huh. but you're the hero of the story where you're trying to save everyone and then banish the uh, <laughs> demons back to the gates of hell. So uh, I've been doing that with a bunch of friends. Uh, you can play up the parties of four. Uh, the base price is $70 for this game. And like I said, it was by Blizzard on Battle.net. You can also play on your Xbox One, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, you know, all those fun things. Uh, you can dump probably 200 hours into this game very easily and not even get through all the looting that you can do. So if you're, you know, child, early teen, late teen, whatever it may be, it's going to seem like it's gory. I don't think this is any worse than watching a scary movie, to be quite honest with you. I mean, the cinematics are beautiful, and it kind of looks like a movie itself. So uh, I do recommend it if uh, it's a good buy for the $70 because you can literally keep playing for a very long time. I think Diablo 3 had their servers up for pretty much the entire time. I even still be up now, so you could keep playing that game for 10 years. Uh, so is this one of those games where you have to keep paying for stuff? Like if you want to do something cool or whatever, a lot of those microtransactions? Uh, it's all cosmetic, so unless uh. so you don't need to. Uh, and then if they do release an expansion, which does happen every once in a while, there will be an additional charge, but that won't be very far down the line, like years. So nope, one-time price. And, awesome. And it, yeah, yeah, like I said, especially if you have like a bunch of friends playing, you can't be the one not playing. I mean, you got to play. So as you can tell, I'm addicted. But uh, besides from that and being on my couch, uh, last week we talked a little bit with Gareth uh, about the first impressions of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Gareth liked it. Vicky, our friends have been going nuts about this movie, all age ranges. I mean, it makes sense. Right now it's at 96% on the tomato meter and on both Tomato meter and audience score, actually, 96. I, I see nothing lower than a 9 out of 10 on everyone I've talked to. Most people wanted to give this a 10 out of 10. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it already, and this is kind of a minor spoiler, but it's not really. This is a part one. So there is another movie coming out that will mm -hmm. be the continuation. That's the only thing I've heard that people go, well, I'd give it a 10 out of 10, but we don't get the resolution for the story yet. So I want to wait till I see the second one. It's funny because I'm looking at the cast list, like seeing all the different voice actors, some of whom have already appeared in the MCU. <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny. Like Oscar Isaac plays a voice in this. That's not um, uh, not Ghostwriter. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain uh, that, why. Uh, I'll explain why I was thinking Ghostwriter a second ago. But no, Moon Knight. Uh, but you also have Haley Steinfeld. To be fair, she played Gwen Stacy in the first one and then was in the Hawkeye series. Um, I can never say his name. Danielle Kaluuya who was in Black Panther. He's also a voice of a character that I'm really excited to see in here uh, called uh, Spider-Punk. Spider-Punk. Which he looks awesome. But I think even Brian Tyree Henry, if he's who I is, I believe he was in The Eternals. Oh. I might be wrong, though. That's cool. Yes, he was in Ty He was Fastos. There you go. Yeah, so a lot of re returning uh, MCU alum, if you will. And this is the uh, animated version of Spider-Man with Miles Morales. And if you haven't seen the first one, because this, this is the second one of the series, although I do believe this is its sort of standalone uh, In a sense. It's, arc. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
this follows uh, Miles Morales as he tries to save his father um, from some tragic things that happen. Mm-hmm. And essentially, uh, they have to go through the Spider-Verse to find a way to save him. I won't go anything more than that because that is just the premise of the movie. But the Spider-Men don't like Miles Morales. And you're going to find out why as they go through this incredible journey. Uh, this for all ages, of course, is a great movie to watch. But I will say the people that I've talked to in the 30 plus age range say that the writing and the storytelling in this one is above almost any other Marvel movie, which shocks me because we never got that from animated movies, especially from Disney before. Not to say that The Lion King wasn't great or anything like that or uh, The Jungle Book. They were fine, but they didn't have that same nostalgia that you get from animated movies. Mm-hmm. But the, these two Spider-Man, because I liked the first one. The second one, better, that that never happens. The only thing that I hold back about this is I actually don't like the animated style that much. For some reason, and I think it's a nausea thing, when those like comic booky-esque lights uh, flash, okay. it just gets me a little sick. So so take your Dramamine beforehand? Exactly, yes. I'm going to sit on the couch that way in case I get a little nauseous, I can just pause it as opposed to in the theater where, well, someone next to me might end up having a real bad time. Oh, I feel like you definitely should not only take your Dramamine, Get a little bit of the, uh, don't laugh, mint, uh, what is it, uh, spearmint or mint uh, essential oils. I put a little bit under my nose because I get the nausea too, and it helps ease the tummy. Oh, I've never done that before. That's a good note. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try that. But yes, I, I definitely recommend this movie. I mean, I literally have not talked to a single person who hasn't essentially either bawled their eyes out or said it was a great movie. Not only that, most people I've uh, talked to have watched it a second time. Oh. And- you know, it's not that you can't watch a Marvel movie a second time, but like, especially in the last three years, I don't think I've ever felt that kind of feeling for any of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the Thor movies, the Doctor Strange movies, none of them really made me think, oh, this is a breakout movie. I need to go see it again. People have seen this two, three times already. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Spider Punk is stealing the show, I heard. I mm-hmm. mean, because there's a bunch of different spider uh, people. people in this one, of course, across the Spider Verse kind of leads you to think that. But I love that creativity because just like in the multiverse movies we've gotten before, you can kind of redo any of the characters you want. Mm-hmm. So, and they, I mean, we've seen Spider Pig. Spider Pig's like my MVP of most movies. Which I can't get over the fact that it's John Mulaney who does the voice. Right? It's so Spider-Pig. good. Spider-Pig. He would be Spider Pig. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, definitely go out and see it. I know Vicky hasn't seen it as well yet, I don't mm-hmm. believe, but I'm sure we will at some point. But I wanted to throw that out there because it's rare in this day and age that we get not only a Disney animated movie with this great of a review, but, I mean, just a movie in general. And uh, I'm excited. Yay. Moving on from Marvel products, I'm going to talk a little Magic the Gathering, Vicky, because we've not done that in a while. Why am I talking about that? Well, we have a TV show that came out last year, Lord of the Rings. I was not a fan of it. Yeah, you you talked a lot about how you weren't digging it. It didn't reach the billion-dollar level that I had hoped the series would reach, but that being said, it was still fine. Uh, so why Lord of the Rings? Why Magic the Gathering? What is happening? Well, they have collaborated and they are releasing Tales of Middle-Earth, the Lord of the Rings, a Magic the Gathering Universes Beyond set. This hmm. is a special, essentially, I wouldn't want to say collectors and commander only because it's not. It does impact uh, one of their legal formats, modern. But it is essentially a collector's set release. All cards based off of Lord of the Rings art, styles, the world, and then uh, then some of them will also be mixed in with the Magic Gathering world, meaning that there'll be a card for Magic you know with a different art from Lord of the Rings. All done new by these artists that Wizards has employed. They are amazing. This might be the most 
hyped magic set I have ever seen. And it's not a new standard set because that's huh. usually where all the new cards come out in. No, this is Commander Heaven. And why is that? Well, these cards, well, they're Lord of the Rings. And they can all be your commanders. They're all different colors. They're legendary creatures. They have full art. They have foil art. They have etched art. They have collector's editions where are, there is a specific collector number, a one of 500, for instance, the only one that exists. But the big talk, Vicky. Okay. Lord of the Rings has the one ring. And Magic <laughs> has made a one of one ring, full art foil of just this for the rings. It's currently already been placed on eBay because of Cassius Marsh. Okay. For $500,000. And is Cassius Marsh... um... The Seahawks football player who loves Magic the Gathering. Yes, okay. I thought I recognized that name. So he made a Twitter post and said, I will pay $150,000 cash. Well, you know, cash. For whoever opens this card and wants to sell it to me. People thought they were they were low. He was lowballing, and he was like, "I didn't know this was such a big deal. I just love magic in this card. I mean, what what cardboard card would be worth that mm-hmm. much money?" They made it. He's made it five hundred thousand dollars now. So this card hasn't even been released yet and opened, right? Because you have to open it. These are kind of like a uh, you know open a pack. You get a random assortment of cards based off of rarities. Depending on what pack you open, you can get different cards. So this card, the one ring that will be worth. Six figures. You can only open in packs that will probably come out to you somewhere between $30 and $40 each, and you have an astronomically low chance to open it. But it has driven me <laughs> to buy Magic cards again. I, and not because I think I'm going to open it or anything like that. This set can be drafted because it was designed to be a draftable set as well. So you can draft it. You can play it. It's Lord of the Rings. You're going to have Gandalf. You're going to have Frodo, Sam. The whole group, Air, group Aragon, Erwin, uh, I can never pronounce the names. They're so tough. Erwin, I believe. Yes. yes. The Balrog. You know, the, the, oh, I can't even go into it. It's wild. It's so cool. And I'm going to buy as much product as I humanly can because I want to be able to draft it with all my friends. I want to be able to collect the cards. But I also want a chance at cracking the one ring. Because could you imagine you're that person? Who opens a single pack of cardboard and then becomes a half millionaire? Like, I'm wondering how many there are and how many people are going. Like, there's always the people who don't really know. They're like, here, I'm giving this to my kid. I'm just picturing, like, when I got one of my first Pokemon cards and I just thought it was so pretty because it was shiny. I think it was Dragonair. And I would take it with me everywhere because I was afraid my brother would steal it. Yep. And I had it in my back pocket. And guess where it fell when I went to the bathroom? No, the toilet. It went into the toilet. Not toilet. So I'm picturing like all the little kids just playing around, putting in their bike spokes. Is that a thing still? Right? I mean, that would be the best feel-good story of all time. If a dad gives their kid or their mom gives their kid a pack of these collector's boosters cards because they are just Magic fans, Lord of the Rings fans. They got back into it for whatever reason. And that kid opens that card because they're not going to know. Like, they're going to know it's valuable, but they're not going to think, what, six figures for this thing? And that's a low ball. It could go higher before the set comes out. Ah, I mean, it would just be awesome. I can't wait. I, I am, this might be the thing that gets me back into playing Magic every day. 
They've done it. I didn't. So I said I was out. We're never going to see you again between Diablo, Diablo and Magic. Magic. Oh, oh my gosh. My. You know, I was getting into golf, but golf be damned. Nope. <laughs> my time is gone. Is there a way you can combine all these things? Yeah, I have no idea, but if I can, I will let you know. Oh my gosh, buddy. Oh, I know. But I'm very excited. Uh, definitely go to your local gaming stores. I highly re- recommend Zulu's here in Washington. We have uh, a, gr- a huge scene with them. They're so nice. They have all the things you could possibly want magic. Uh, check out the Lord of the Rings set. I, in, you know, if, even if you don't want to buy any of the product or you don't, you're like, oh, I can't afford it right now because I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap. Go check out the art online. It, they did a like 30-piece uh, like collector's cards where each card is one shot of the art and you can put them all together to look, make this one big battle. Just gorgeous. I mean, oh, from a collector's standpoint, I just want them all. So it's not good. It's just like Pokemon. You know, like, oh, I want to collect them all and it's going to take my entire bank account to do it. But you know what? That's what time is for, to earn more money to buy more magic cards. Uh, but please go out and do that. Until then, we'll have to wait and see who does open that one ring because it is going to be wild. But, you know, Vicky, we've talked a little more. we talked a little games. You have a list for us that I found rather interesting because uh, most characters these day and age do not stay dead. Never. Because ever, ever. If they don't get, you know, massacred, mutilated, destroyed, blown up, lasered on screen, they are not dead. Yeah, and even then... Like, for example, in the comics, Wolverine was basically exploded into, like, basically all that was left of him was just, like, tiny little molecules. And eventually, with time, he was able to regrow from those tiny little molecules. Still not dead. I mean, Thanos in his own movie got his head chopped off. Still not dead. No. no. (laughs) You, You can't trust these characters. But I came across this list, and it made me chuckle, and I had to, we had to bring it up. And it was, uh, 10 Marvel comic characters who died and stayed dead. That being said, some of these characters we either will be seeing in the MCU soon or we've already been introduced-ish. So this list is already lying to us. Yes. So uh, that well, that means that these characters that we will be seeing on screen may... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So I see what mm-hmm. you're saying. This is more of a spoiler alert, too. Possibly. I mean, they never always fully stick to anything, uh, especially because of copyrights or whatever. Like, for example, I think... Uh, Rogue from the X-Men got her ability to fly and super strength from absorbing pretty like Captain Marvel until she died. Oy. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Oh yeah, because if you remember in the 90s com in the 90s uh show, she was able to fly and she had super strength. Oh yeah, yeah. It's because she absorbed pretty much all of her. Well, you know, if you're going to absorb someone's powers, that's not a bad one to choose. <laughs> no, but then you have her fighting inside your head. Uh, that's, a, that, that, yeah. that's a story for another day. That's uh, something therapy will not solve. Uh, but some of these characters you may not be super familiar with, and I had to do a little bit of a searching here, but the first one is a, a character called The Sentry. Uh, the Sentry, it's it's spelled S-E-N-T-R-Y, so not Sentry, Sentry. Um, but he met his match against the king in black, Null. I believe that's how you say it. So the Sentry looks like he's going to be appearing in the Thunderbolts, and he's going to be played by Steven Jung. Uh-oh. From- <laughs> Wait, good guy or bad guy? Oh, I think he's a part of the Thunderbolts team, which oh, we okay. already saw has, um, I'm blanking on her name right now, but I'm in love with her, Florence Pugh, uh, from uh, the Black, she's one of the Black Widows. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you in just a sec. Uh, also, the the fake Captain America. Oh, my gosh, from, uh, yeah, uh, Captain... Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yes. Yep. Uh, but because... Uh, it's not Captain Falcon, is it? It is not. I I'm... always say that because of the stupid Super Smash Brothers character. Falcon Punch. 
<laughs> okay, so it's uh, Florence Pugh, uh, Pugh's as Yelena. So Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who the actor previously has since passed away, he's now going to be played by Harrison Ford. David Harbour is going to be coming back as Alexi. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, obviously, as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Uh, Stephen Jung is the Sentry. Uh, we also have Olga Kurilenko, who I believe she was um, Taskmaster. Master. Oh. Taskmaster. I can't Task say that. manager. Alt, delete, and task. <laughs> John Walker, uh, as well as uh, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. It's going to be that whole group basically they're making their own avengers uh we're also gonna get a ghost if you remember her from the second ant-man movie oh yeah she was the one that was like phasing in and out right yes she looks like she's also going to be making an appearance in this and if you've seen some of the like mock-up artwork it's looking pretty cool i'm excited to see what they do with it uh just because i know they're kind of supposed to be like the avengers but they're more of like they do a little bit more dirty work if that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, that definitely makes sense based on those characters. I wonder if Sentry will end up dying. Yeah, especially since, uh, you know, we've seen Steven Yoon die pretty horribly oh. on screen. So that's why I was like, oh, what? Well, that would be interesting. I, I, I'm excited so, to see if this premonition comes true. So the, the vibe of Sentry is that he kind of looks like a yellow Superman with Thor hair. A yellow Superman with Thor hair. Yeah, he's got hair. like the okay. big, the cape, but with a yellow suit. It's a blue cape, and he looks real pretty. Uh, so Bob Reynolds has died several times, quote unquote. And I was kind of reading up on who this character was. Apparently, he was like a meth addict from the little we know of his backstory. Kind of goes into this lab looking for something, like to drug or pawn or eat or whatever, and ends up consuming this thing. He doesn't know what it is. He gets superpowers, but then becomes addicted to that and starts that starts the whole thing of him becoming super basically unkillable. Kind of sounds like the boys took it too much uh, <laughs> compound V. A little bit. So he ended up getting a more permanent death at the hands of Thor during Siege by uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Oliver Copiel. But in Dark Avengers, it established that he actually can't die because he's too powerful. So he later returned for a Sentry miniseries. And it was uh, after this in the Annihilation Scourge storyline um, that uh, Colt Knoll tore the Sentry in two during the invasion of Earth. And Bob Reynolds hasn't made a comeback since. His body was used as a bomb by Kingpin's new Thunderbolts. And Bob's soul finally moved on to the afterlife with the help of Valkyrie. Huh. Weird. He can't die, but now he can die. How do you get turned into a bomb? I don't know. Like, that's something I'd have to read the story for. So I'm just like, okay, now you sold me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, number nine going in the world of uh, the venoms and the carnages and the toxin. I remember seeing the cover of this. Uh, toxin is actually police officer Pat Mulligan. So you have, like, the toxin symbi- symbiote. So they all have, that's their name. So venom is his own. Carnage is his own person. Or, Symbiote, symbiote, symbiote. So different ways to say it. But this is an offspring of carnage and prophesized to be the most powerful of his genetic line. However, he dropped off the radar not long after his first appearance. So he returned uh, for one of the stories. And according to Remender, Blackheart beat Pat Mulligan, which is the uh, police officer who was obviously taken in by uh, Toxin. Left him to de- uh, beaten to death and left him in a gutter off panel. And the toxin symbiote later bonded to Eddie Brock and is now attached to Bren Waters. 
So if you don't remember who Blackheart is, because I'm like, who the hell is Blackheart? Blackheart actually did appear in the Ghost Rider movie, but oh. looks nothing like what I know him as. I was like, oh, he just looks like a moody, almost like uh, in Sandman. He looks like the Sandman kind of. He's got that big black cloak. He's got that black hair. He was actually played by actor, I just had it, Wes Bentley, who we've seen in um, The Hunger Games and like the first one. He was kind of like the one in charge of a, a lot of the stuff. He was in Interstellar. He's one of those faces. You see his face. You're like, that guy. I was going to say, does it count if you kill off the non-symbiote? Like if you kill off their partner? If you kill off their host. <laughs> their host. There you go. Uh, I don't really know how that means. Like I guess it still was attached to it. But basically Pat Mulligan is gone for. Although well, they did kind of, he did show up in the second Venom movie, but like the the officer, Officer Mulligan did show up it looks like. Huh. Uh, <laughs> that being said, so Blackheart, who is Blackheart? Do you remember playing the old school arcade game? The X-Men one? Yes. Yeah. It, do you remember like a big black shadowy looking creature that had like, black spiky hair that went really long? It was just like a black shadow of a thing. Oh, man, that's been too long. I don't think I do. I had to go in and, like, look it up, and I found a video of it, and I was like, oh, my God, it's this crazy effer. He kind of looks like an alien. I'm see if I could flip my screen over. So if you guys remember or having this weird flashback nostalgic to your childhood, yeah, it's probably better if you come over once my computer clicks. Ah, that guy right there. He looks like an alien almost. Yeah. yeah, he does have, like, an alien vibe mixed with a porcupine and predator. Uh, so that was like a weird blast from childhood right now. He definitely has major alien vibes. I wish they didn't make him so like gothy, sexy, you know, in Ghost Rider Grand. So that's not the only bad thing from that movie. <laughs> no. Uh, another one that we've already seen before. And uh, he may not uh, may not have a good fate going on. We We first saw this character in the Hawkeye series. He is like sort of stepdaddy almost to um, Kate Bishop. And that is the swordsman. So he has been replicated, but the original is still gone. And his name is Jacques. And uh, he was once a carny who, along with another man named Trickshot, helped teach a young Hawkeye how to use a bow and arrow as well as other weaponry in the OG comic series. Obviously not in the Hawkeye TV series and in the MCU. So as the swordsman, he would go out to become a criminal and sometimes the enemy of the Avengers. And we kind of saw him kind of being shady in Hawkeye. So he eventually reformed and joined the Avengers, much like his student Hawkeye, and he fell in love with a fellow Avenger and future guardian of the galaxy, Mantis. Uh, and then uh, they became a celestial, then became the celestial Madonna, and destined to birth the celestial Messiah. Oh. Kang the Conqueror, in his various identities, tried to kidnap the celestial Madonna and killed the swordsman in his attempt. <laughs> and uh, so the. Another plant-based species that adopted the Celestial Messiah later created a plant simulacrum of the swordsmen to help them wage a war against the Avengers and other animal-based life forms across the stars. So they've made a new one of him, but the OG one died. You can grow a swordsman? <laughs> it's like his being. But he looks so cheesy. He's got big purple suit, like the big French kind of swirly mustache. Yes, yes. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset they did not uh, include this in the series. Well, maybe we'll get it with Kang. I mean, we are going to get some Kang in the near future. Who knows? Uh, and I'm curious to see like what they end up doing. Like, is he going to be making an appearance? Like, is it going to be? 
is he going to actually hook up with Mantis? I don't know. I haven't seen the, Guard- the newest Guardians of the Galaxy movie yet. I won't spoil anything for you then because I was yeah. about to say I could add a little bit, but I won't. I'd rather you not. No, thank you. You're welcome. Another character, Yellow Jacket Rita DeMara, was killed by Iron Man, who looks like uh, it's like after the initial unhinged Yellow Jacket episode, Hank Pym's suit was stolen and used by a woman named Rita DeMara. And at first she was a crook and joined the Masters of Evil. However, she went to help the Avengers in a fight against the High Evolutionary. She flipped to the dark side later, but ended up betraying the Masters of Evil to the Guardians of the Galaxy of the 31st century. Oddly enough, she remained a member of the future Guardians team for a while until she traveled back in time, which you love, and was killed oh, by Iron travel. Man. <laughs> Under the control of Amortis slash Kang, and she was resurrected alongside other heroes during the Chaos War. However, she uh, after this brief return, she returned to the grave shortly after and never came back. Wait, she came, what, what, huh? So she was res- resurrected and then died again and then they never came back. So a lot of these are just like, yeah, we're not going to just use this character anymore. We're just going to keep her dead. You know, I didn't think about it. You can die off screen and be resurrected, but if you die again, technically you never came back-ish. Mm-hmm. You just were undead. <laughs> yeah, technically, I guess. Like, will we count it that Iron Man comes back from the dead if, well, not come back from the dead, if Iron Man comes back, if he's come back from a different multiverse? Huh. Are you dead at that point? I don't know. That's don't an interesting know. question. It kind of goes along like the whole, I'm thinking Rick and Morty when they go into different, like they die in one universe and then they go and, like, or <laughs> like when they, they don't want to live in their universe anymore, they go into another one where they die shortly around the same time. That's right. We can only do this like six times, Morty, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise it just gets, <laughs> it's too happen. easy. Yeah. Uh, next one is, I was looking at pictures of her, sexy ghostwriter. <laughs> So, wait, sexy? That can't be her real title. No, she is Ghost Rider, but it is Alexandria Jones who is Ghost Rider. She never returned from her fight with Carnage. So she was the next mortal to inherit the spirit of vengeance after Danny Ketch and uh, became the next Ghost Rider, but her tenure was short. She helped Agent Venom, Red Hulk, and X-23 during the Circle of Four event, uh, but then... In the Venom con- in like the in Venom comics, but that was the highlight of her career. Thanks to the events of Circle Four, she had a symbiote codex inside of her. She was hunted down by Carnage during the events of Absolute Carnage in a one shot, and then Carnage killed Alexandria. But she was briefly able to return as a ghost to help follow Ghost Rider Danny Ketch survive Carnage's attack. So she herself, her body died. And then came back as a ghost. Yes, but what if you could? Yeah, so does that count? Mm. <laughs> Coming back as a ghost isn't undead either. It's <laughs> right? Spiritual. Spiritual. Haunting. I mean, it makes sense. Ghost writer and everything. But I don't really think they've used your sense. You know, one thing I've learned about these heroes, or I guess kind of maybe anti-villains, depending on what mm-hmm. you look at, but they uh, are not well known. No. Marvel does not kill off a lot of their main characters. Uh, they don't kill them off and then bring them back. Like, not their main characters. They kill them off all the time. Uh, I'll just kind of go through these pretty quickly. The next one is Goliath or Bill Foster. He had a successor, but has remained deceased himself. Uh, he mm. was uh, he had a big career as a superhero, teaming up with champions, defenders, the and the thing of the Fantastic Four many times, but was killed during the Superhuman Civil War. And I was actually uh, killed by a rampaging cybernetic clone of Thor, dubbed Ragnarok. Interesting. <laughs> this one definitely looks like old school, maybe 70s. I was going to say, yes. yeah, that sounds about right. That, not, not something recent. Yeah, I was going to say a rampaging cybernetic Thor who has the power of electricity but not lightning maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, Valkyrie isn't the name of just one person. Every every of the Valkyrie obviously have their own names, but the Valkyrie is who they are. So one of the Valkyrie, Brunhilde, 
And the only reason I know how to say that is because of Golden Girls that I've been binging lately. Anyways, back to the story. And her uh, her allies were massacred by Malekith, which we remember from the second Thor movie that was not that great. Uh, But the the Brunhilde and the Valkyrie has a storied history as part of both the Defenders and the Secret Avengers. But with uh, Malekith's War of the Realms found its way to Midgard, Valkyrie and her comrades fought to save the innocence of of Earth from Malekith's army. Unfortunately, this ended the entire Valkyrie. It's kind of like what happened in uh, Thor Ragnarok. However, it was uh, the sister, not... uh, Helena? No. Hela? Hela. Hela. Hela is the one that killed them all, right? Hela, yes. Because it kind of looks like Hela. Hela, yes. Uh, Not Malekith. Malekith turned out to be kind of... (laughs) This one, he he may be on Krakoa, but may as well still be dead. So Thunderbird, a.k.a. John Proudstar, which I remember reading him a lot in the whole... Like, he teamed up alongside, like, Wolverine. Uh, He was also in the whole... uh, not X-Factor, but it was kind of a team that Cyclops put together and had like X-23, had Domino, Wolverine, um, Wolfsbane, and they basically were like, you're kind of like the X-Men, but you're going to do the dirty work. Uh, so being the, yeah, Necrotia events. Uh, this was done by Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost, and I, I have all of them, actually. It's been a long time since I read them. But uh, they were a whole team, Thunderbolt minus Sunfire, uh, Sunfire, who immediately left the team on a mission on Count Nefaria and his Annie-men. The mission ended with Thunderbird dying on Nefaria's exploding escape jet. He was resurrected for the uh, during the Chaos War and the Necrotia event. However, there were temporary resurrections that made Thunderbolt an outside force flesh puppet instead of giving him a true comeback. So, yeah, he was kind of a zombie. You know, your emergency escape jet is not supposed to explode. I know. That's why it's an emergency. And uh, the OG Captain Marvell was a Kree superhero, a close ally to the Avengers, and the inspiration for Carol Danvers to become Miss Marvel and later Captain Marvel and Thanos' mortal enemy. Uh, but Marvel sided with Earth, even against his own people, which led to his demise. So a fight against uh, Nitro, the exploding man, errat, errat, oh my God, basically just <laughs> Captain Marvel, and he uh, contracted cancer. And the Kree offered a cure under the condition that Marvel betray humanity, but he refused the offer and perished. Huh. Later resurrected by the Kree during Chaos War and used as a weapon against the Phoenix Force and the Avengers. However, these brief resurrections effectively made him into a mindless undead puppet. And he returned to the great beyond after being freed from the outside control. So a lot of these either come back as ghosts or as meat puppets. Or, I, right, yeah. Or they're just like, we're just going to stop writing this character. Yeah, so weird. Also, dying to Exploding Man. You know, not a, not a just, uh, ironic way to go, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did live up to his name. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see what they do with like the the, act, the characters. One I did uh, skip over, I messed up. Uh, White Tiger, which I've seen like White Tiger, like his daughter. I've seen her in like the animated series and stuff going on. Uh, but apparently he just went, just never came back. But he did ally he was along. written out of the comics. Yeah, he did stuff with like Shang-Chi and Iron Fist, but he never actually got the uh, recognition he deserved. He looks like a mixture of... Um, what is it, Moon Knight and Black Panther? Sure, that makes sense. Or even like, do you remember the Phantom? Oh, Phantom I think of the, the Opera? <laughs> no, I think, I think it was just the Phantom and it had hmm. Billy Zane in it. And I remember loving the movie when I was a kid, but it's like one of the worst movies of all time. Oh, maybe because I had a crush on Billy Zane. I don't know, but it was like the Phantom that walks or something. 
mind you, I watched this in Spanish, so I don't remember if the translation is correct. Ah. But I, similar, so, similar suit looking thing. I was going to try to pronounce that for you in Spanish, and I have no idea. El fantasma. El fantasma that walks. I don't know. Uh, El fantasma que camina. There you go. So I remember watching that. I, I, yeah, I don't think there's many characters that have stayed dead. And I think this is just... Because you can always come back as a mummy. Or a undead zombie. Or it could be like from Stranger Things where it was off screen and he got teleported to Russia. Like, right? Who doesn't want to get teleported to... Yeah, never mind. Not in the 80s. No, yeah. thank you. Well, moving along from that, <laughs> let's get to the... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky! It's uh, Movie Friday. What do we got? I will say, uh, if you're looking for a movie to watch, we definitely still have The Little Mermaid out. A lot of people review bombed it just because of their own... BS that I'm not going to get into, but it does have an audience score of 94%. Uh, I hear it's very uh, long. Yeah, it's really two and a half hours, I believe. But I hear it's really pretty. So yeah, definitely. the CGI looked amazing. I watched a trailer for it uh, when we went to go see uh, a recent movie that Guardians is a movie. Of the Guardians Galaxy. of the Galaxy. Thank you. Uh, uh, and uh, I was surprised at how big of a budget it had. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, man, this is not the uh, Little Mermaid that I grew up with. No, not the one I did either. Uh, <laughs> one that is new coming out. Uh, I don't want to say I was excited about this, but I was like, oh, I understand this reference. And it's Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Oh, that's right. They they cannot stop making these movies. I didn't realize it was already coming out. Yep. Uh, it has, like, uh, there's very few, it looks like, actors in this that are actually on screen. Because I'm only seeing, like, two so far. Oh, wow. And it's uh, Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback. Because then you have Ron Perlman as the voice of Optimus Primal. Oh, Which is the, the gorilla one. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Optimus Primal. You have Michelle Yo, Pete Davidson's in this. Uh, they, that's all I'm seeing so what? far in Ron Tomatoes. He, yeah, I did see a, a little trailer on Facebook where it showed him in, like, in the studio like doing the voice. Like, whoa, man. What <clears throat> Transformer is Pete Davidson? <laughs> uh, I would almost watch the movie just to see if he's just there to crack jokes. Mirage. And that's kind of the vibe I got. So for those who don't know what the Beast Wars or the Beast Modes. <laughs> beast Mode. I remember watching the animated, or yeah, the cartoon series, but it had like this interesting like two, like 90, like end of 90s, early 2000s CGI vibe to it. Uh, and it was all the same thing. Instead of like a big old truck, Optimus Primal was a gorilla. They had a rat. They had all these different animals that they were transformed into, but they're robotic versions of these animals. Now, that probably makes for them pretty good fights. Uh, it's not getting well reviewed as of right now. That might make for some pretty bad fights. I mean, it's just it's it's another Transformers movie. It's kind of like the whole if you love Transformers movie for what they are, not so much for the story or plot or acting. You're just there to see giant robots fight. I feel like you're gonna love it. Yeah, it's Much- just like a Fast and Furious movie. Exactly, it's a popcorn movie, if you will. But it's getting 56 percent on the tomato meter with only uh, 54 reviews. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, I expect it to get more. <laughs> All right. Well, if we don't want to watch big giant transforming. Dinosaurs or something. Well, if you want animals st- hit themselves. If you want to stay home and uh, maybe watch a movie on Netflix, there is a new movie out. It is Extraction Two, Chris Hemsworth's movie. Oh, this is the yeah, yeah, okay. the sequel to Extraction. That's right. He returns as Tyler Rake. So I mean, you stay home, watch Netflix. Unfortunately, no ratings as of yet. Well, what is he extracting from that movie? I- I'm assuming Drugs? so. Uh, def- I definitely, I think. Uh, so Netflix did this whole thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he is now like the CEO or whatever, like the head in charge of action for Netflix, and it, I, it's all I think for promo and stuff because he's got the new Fubar show going on. Uh, and so there's like a funny little video where Chris Hemsworth and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger are in the uh, 
in an elevator together and Arnold's telling him all these lines he needs to use in extraction. Oh, nice. It's like, oh, if you're if you're in this, it's like, huh, like pull his teeth out or something or like punch his teeth out. It's like, huh, you're welcome for your extraction or something <laughs> cheesy like that. It's super silly, super dumb. I might have to post it on Facebook. That's share awesome. It. Definitely. Uh, but yes, June 6th or no, excuse me, that one's coming out next week. Uh, but definitely check it out. I think it's one of those where it's getting released in some theaters so it can get possible nominations. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, another one is The Boogeyman. If you like uh, the mystery, horror, thriller vibes, it is. <laughs> only reason I'm bringing it up is because it's got a couple actors that you may recognize, but you're not going to know their names. Marion Ireland, uh, Marin Ireland, she was in the second second season of The Umbrella Academy as the mom of the boy. David Dasmalochen, I apologize, but we saw him in The Suicide Squad, the second one, as well as we saw him, I believe, in the Ant-Man movies. He was Polka Dot Man. Ah, Polka Dot Man. And then Vivian Lyra Blair, who played little uh, little uh, Leia's in the Star... In the, not Mandalorian, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh, Obi-Wan, series. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, side note, she has recently said that she'd be down for a young uh, Princess Leia series. Interesting. Like, I'm sure somebody interviewed her, and, and she's like, okay, yeah, I'd be down for this. Well, Marvel does like to make, or no, Marvel, Disney does like to make those shows. I mean, it's all the same people, let's be honest. But yeah, it's a uh, boogeyman. It's high school student Sadie and her younger sister Sawyer reeling from the recent death of their mother and aren't getting much support from their father. Will, a therapist who is dealing with his own pain, um, when a desperate patient unexpectedly shows up at their home so he can help, and he leaves behind a terrifying supernatural entity that preys on the families and feeds on the su- suffering of his victims. Hmm. That is a giant note for me, but it is oh, getting... Oh, a note for me. 62% of the tomato meter, 66 audience score, which is not bad for a uh, for a horror movie. I feel like these horror movies, they, they never do that bad. Although there is one that is getting 92%, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. It's basically a retelling of... Uh, it's a, a Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, but it's a modern version Ooh. where this girl doesn't believe that death is actually a disease and she can cure it. And her brother gets murdered and she tries to bring him back from to life. Wow. So that one looks good. 92% on the tomato meter. You can get that in theaters or buy it on Voodoo. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>